0: Hey, folks, we have another fantastic guest joining us. Uh, We have none other than Michael Newton Keese. And uh, uh, Dr. Keese, he earned his Ph.D. from the University of Oklahoma. And uh, he was actually a Fulbright Scholar in East Germany when the Berlin Wall fell down. And uh, he teaches a long list of things he teaches here, okay? He teaches at um, Southwestern and is an adjunct. At Biola University in their master's program in both science and religion, he teaches physical science, biology, philosophy, logic, apologetics, hermeneutics, rhetoric, intellectual history, and the history of science and religion. Is a senior fellow. Who, brother, I'm getting tired here, and we only have nine minutes. (laughs) How you doing, sir? fine Uh, thanks
1: for having me on your show let's just get right to it here
0: yes yes and you know this thing uh this is you know all the founders of uh well i won't say all but the the majority of the founders of all the scientific disciplines they were men of science okay and so now here we all these johnny come lately's you know bill nye who's not a scientist at all is a tv actor uh neil tyson hawking sagan i mean these guys come along and these are atheists and you know are are they are they lying on the founders of all these disciplines
1: well some of them are just
0: uh ignorant of how
1: uh what a great influence christianity has been on the rise of science and in my book unbelievable after i debunked the myths that make Christianity look anti-science. I also give the positive story, which is kind of what you're hinting at right now, Craig. And that is, uh, you know, it, the Kepler and Galileo and Newton. These these kinds of guys, they were devout Christians, mm-hmm. and because they because they believed in a supernatural creation of the cosmos, that is a cosmos made by a maximally rational lawgiver, that gave them confidence and motivation to discover those mathematically beautiful natural laws that, we, that now are now in astronomy and, you know, physics textbooks. Mm-hmm. And they, they made some amazing discoveries, and God was the motivating factor behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have a quote in here from Johannes Kepler uh, in a letter, and this was written in 1595, folks. I am eager to publish my observations soon, not in my interest, but I strive to publish them in God's honor. Who wishes to be recognized from the book of nature? Okay, and this is a guy who wanted to be a theologian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, there are and similar God, stories like that from many of the founders of various branches right. of science. Are there not?
1: Yeah, I mean Kepler was at the very foundation of uh, astronomy, particularly astrophysics, figuring out the, the the mathematical laws that govern how planets move around the sun, and he discovered three laws of planetary motion that are still in astronomy textbooks today
0: mm-hmm. and he was
1: just a really a man of god just an amazing guy
0: yeah yeah so now what is it with these uh guys these self-absorbed guys that like to do these uh you know is 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 it the invention of television that they can be so famous and uh and it it seems <laughs> like they're very thin uh on you know their history um you know, and I, you know, I know they have their degrees in their disciplines, but, the, the, you know, well, typically you would learn the history of your discipline before you delve into it.
1: Well, sh- it's very helpful, I'll tell you that. Like, for example, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who did the Cosmos series in 2014, following up on the old Sagan one, uh, Carl Sagan, the early one. But anyway, he, he tells the story that, well, people in the Middle Ages, when Christianity was so such a strong influence they kind of lost the knowledge of a round earth and believed in a flat earth because of the negative influence of the christian church mm. but it turns out the story is just the opposite the, the christian church christians invented the university we're talking the the institution that has done more for the you know for scientific research and for teaching sciences than the university for the centuries that was a Christian idea, and it was yeah. a place, a vibrant place, where people, students, hundreds of thousands of students during the Middle Ages learned arguments for a round earth mm-hmm. and knew it wasn't flat. And they were devout, you know,
0: most of them devout Christians.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Was, even it, in America, really,
0: what was it? The first out of the first hundred universities, you know, what ninety-eight of them were started by the church.
1: Yeah, the, you know, all the early universities and, and colleges in America were Christian. It wasn't until much later that secular universities were established. Uh, for example, Cornell University was one of the early secular universities. But, yeah, the vast majority of them were, were Christian from the get-go. Although, they, of course, unfortunately, a lot of them have—most of them have lost their original Christian mission, which is mm-hmm. a heartbreaking. Yeah,
0: that now that is heartbreaking. Now, Galileo, most people have heard of Galileo's clash with the church— so why don't you set that straight for us and tell folks, you know, why they should even be bothered to to know this?
1: Yeah. Well, the way the story is usually told is, well, Galileo represents rationality and science. And he was battling the, the Catholic Church to try to, to make progress in science. And the church was trying to drag him down and and eventually um, succeeded in doing so. It turns out that it's a lot more complicated than that, because there were both pro and con Galileo advocates among the theologians, among the church leaders. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, the majority turned against him, but there was a strong minority, that and had Galileo been a little more tactful and hadn't overstated his case for around, for, for a moving earth, that, that was the issue at that time, whether the earth moved or not, mm-hmm. and he overstated his case. It wasn't until a generation after that that was really scientifically established and the church was basically right that he, uh, he exaggerated his case, and now they overreacted to him, mm-hmm. uh, the majority, uh, you know, so it got a little messy. Uh, but, yeah, it's a lot more complicated than the simple science versus religion. It was two different versions of science versus two different interpretations of the Bible. It wasn't Bible versus science at all.
0: hmm Yeah, and you write about a new myth that uh, they are positioning it to be a replacement for religion.
1: Yeah, that's my seventh and final myth. I call it the extraterrestrial enlightenment myth. And it's the idea that, well, if, if, if an alien seems to appear on the planet, it would have to have technology indistinguishable from magic and godlike superintelligence. There are a whole bunch of atheists who are saying this very thing. Even Richard Dawkins, the famous atheist, is expecting the arrival of a godlike alien who would, who would bring <laughs> spiritual renewal. Now, isn't that ironic that an atheist is expecting a godlike character to arrive and, and solve our problems and bring us into a new age?
0: Yeah, anything you know? other than a god that you have to submit to here and now. <laughs> yeah, exa-
1: exactly. And, of course, these guys, they're making aliens in their own image, and they yeah. want them to you know, say, oh, yeah, Christians all along have been bad for science, so let's go into a new age where we've yeah. got a new kind of religion that's based on science.
0: And, mm-hmm. and you know, now, but again— now now we're right i I apologize but we're right at 30 seconds so tell folks again the book and how to get it
1: okay so the book is unbelievable seven myths about the history and future of science and religion you can go to this website unbelievable com, and myths is plural
0: okay unbelievable com and uh Dr. Keese, thank you so much. Uh, We really, really appreciate you sharing with our audience today.
1: Great to be with you, Craig. Best Uh, wishes to you and your show.
0: Okay. God bless.